Old Enough to Drive, the Monday Morning Memo for March 14, 2016. Wizard Academy is now 16 years old. If we could find her birth certificate, we'd take her down to the DMV to get her driver's license, and then she could sport about town in Rosinante, the only vehicle she owns. They grow up so fast. When Wizard Academy is 30, I'll be 72. At least I hope I'll be 72. Not everyone who attempts to hike to that mile marker gets there. Will you help us take the impossible dream of Wizard Academy forward into the future? Wizard Academy was launched quite by accident and grew through the addition of self-selected insiders, as did the Tuesday group of Stefan Mayer May. From 1880 to 1897, the Algonquin Roundtable of Midtown Manhattan in the years 1919 through 1927, and the Artistic Salon of Gertrude Stein from 1913 to 1939. The difference between our academy and theirs is that 1. Our group became an official 501c3 educational organization and built a permanent campus and 2. We are not artists who love business, but business people who love art. Music and paintings and sculpture and photography and movies and literature and whatever else you like that we didn't mention. When bankers get together for dinner, they discuss art. When artists get together for dinner, they discuss money. Oscar Wilde of the Tuesday Group. Wizard Academy is here to stay. And if you're hearing this right now, I'm fairly certain you belong here. You will be amazed, energized, entertained, and encouraged by the people you meet here. The Tuesday Group of Stéphane Mayer May included writers like André Guide, Paul Valéry, Oscar Wilde, Paul Verlaine, Rainer Maria Wilke, and W.B. Yeats, along with painters like Renoir, Monet, Degas, Redon, and Whistler. Also to be found among them was the quintessential sculptor Rodin. Everyone who knew about the Tuesday Group came. The Algonquin Roundtable was a self-selected group of writers, editors, actors, and publicists, about 30 in all, that met for lunch on a regular basis at the Algonquin Hotel, a block from Times Square. There hasn't been another group quite like them in American popular culture or entertainment until now. Just visit the Toad and Ostrich Pub in the Tower at Wizard Academy any Friday afternoon at 4. The gatherings in the Stein home on Saturday evenings brought together confluences of talent and thinking that would help define modernism in literature and art. According to Gertrude Stein, the gatherings began by accident when... More and more frequently, people began visiting to see the Matisse paintings and the Cezans. Matisse brought people, everybody brought somebody, and they came at any time and began to be a nuisance. And it was in this way that Saturday evenings began. Strangely, that's also why Penny Williams launched Wizard Academy. Self-selected insiders included Pablo Picasso, Henri Matisse, Ernest Hemingway, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Sinclair Lewis, Guillaume Apollinaire, Georges Brock, Thornton Wilder, Sherwood Anderson, Francis Cyril Rose, René Crivelle, Elizabeth de Gramont, Francis Picabia, Claire Balcone, Mildred Aldrich, and Carl Van Vechten. A visit to Wizard Academy is like a vacation in a foreign country. Few people come here only once. 
Did you know that you have a vacation home high on a plateau in Central Texas where rabbits and deer wander the campus, wine flows freely, and wedding bells ring three times a day? Come, let your eyes be opened to answers that have been staring you in the face. Roy H. Williams Baby boomer business owners stand to learn a lot from, wait for it, millennial business owners. At least that's what was indicated by a survey of 600 small businesses conducted by a Fortune 500 investment management firm. Amy Frederick of The Principal joins roving reporter Rothbart this week to explain why millennials are not only doing surprisingly well as entrepreneurs, they're also crushing it when it comes to maintaining that fragile balance between work and not work. Hear it for yourself at mondaymorningradio.com.